Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I'd like to direct your attention to the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 today. On this Resurrection Sunday, 1 John Chapter 1, verse 7. If you've been around church for any length of time, you've heard this verse. Let's visit at it again on this Resurrection Sunday. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. The blood of Jesus, the word anointed Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sins. I want to just minister to you today with the help of the Lord, totally clean, totally clean. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, today for this service. Thank you so much for meeting with us in the worship. The goal is not to magnify how, how good we are, Lord, or how pretty we are, or how great our, our music is, but, Lord, to magnify you through doing it excellently. Give you glory today. We give you praise today. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. Years ago, Sister Gill and I started out our married life and our ministry life. We evangelized, traveled across the country, pulling uh, RVs as, as our home. We uh, would park them up at a church and preach and uh, then hook up and go out again and travel across the country. And uh, one particular year, uh, it was actually the year that Indiana won the national Championship, I believe it would have been 1988. Uh, but uh, we were in Michigan, and uh, we had a, a trailer that the heater was not working properly in it, and Michigan was in April was a little colder than Indiana. So we happened to borrow Brother Gene Weiniger's kerosene heater. And... Uh, Boy, it would warm that trailer pretty quickly, and we could turn it off, turn it on in the morning, and uh, then turn it off at night and just, you know, endure the, the cool and make our way. But, and that, that did well. It did real well. And I would get up in the morning, I would jump out of bed, out, of, out from under the warm covers into that cold trailer, and I'd run down. Uh, we had a fifth wheel, so I'd run down a few steps down into the into the bottom part of the trailer, and I'd light that kerosene heater, and I'd run back and get in bed and wait for it to get warm. Well, uh, I did that, and when I woke up this particular day, it was a it was a haze, a cloud, if you were, in that trailer because somehow I didn't light it properly, and instead of warmth, it was black suit everywhere. Smoking everywhere. If you ever been in an RV, especially an older RV, you would know that 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 the top of the 
uh, RV, the roof of the RV is made out of this, this vinyl stuff that they overlay uh, wood or plywood or whatever it is. And so we've got this white vinyl top ceiling and it's got all this black junk over it. And, and so we, we begin to try to clean it up. And, and not just every cleaner will clean up a, 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 a kerosene suit. It, it just will not get it off. And so you could take your rag and you'd wipe it. You got your you got your cleaner and it would just streak and smear and get even blacker. I found out in that particular occasion is that not every cleaner is good for everything. I don't care if it says all purpose. It's not all purpose. <clears throat> there are those that use sometimes crazy things to clean up uh, stuff. They use clean. Did you know? that they said that, that, that ketchup will clean silver? Use ketchup to clean silver. Whoever thought of that, I don't know. <clears throat> Alka-Seltzer will clean your toilet. That's what they say. Coffee filters will clean your glass. Baby powder will remove stains, oil stains, out of leather. You take a bread, a piece of bread, you take the crust off of it, and it'll clean the wall. I don't know who thought about that, that one day just woke up in the morning and said, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to clean our walls with bread. Or we're going to use ketchup to clean silver. <clears throat> but today I want to talk to you about not just an all-purpose cleaner. I want to talk to you about the ultimate cleaner. I want to talk to you about a cleaner that is more valuable than something that will clean your floors, your cabinets, your doors, and your countertops. It is a cleaner for your soul. It's the cleaner for your heart. Amen. Because sin leaves a lasting stain. And like that black suit, you can just try your best to, to get it off. But it, it just doesn't come off without the right kind of chemical, without the right kind of cleaner. So sin leaves a lasting stain. I don't know about you, but I've understood that in my life. I, I've seen things in my life. It's like I, I, I want to get rid of it, but I can't. I would like to get rid of it, but I can't. Uh, amen. So I need to find the right concoction, the right chemical composition to do the right cleaning. God had a plan to make a, a, a cleanser, if you please, that will clean all of humanity, that will clean every woman, boy, and girl that will wash away little sins and big sins, great sins and small sins. Hallelujah. That, 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 that chemical compound, that cleaner, was made up in what we've celebrated this week in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Jesus came to provide a redemptive cleanser, a way to be clean. He said, I, 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 I've got to be baptized with the baptism that I've been called to do. And he said, how straightened till it be accomplished. I've got to get this cleanser ready for all of humanity. Jesus said, for this cause came I into this hour or into the world at this hour. When we find Jesus, he was in the garden and there he experienced utter agony as he is his the Bible said that he began to be as if his sweat were drops of blood. They tell us that that is, that is possible in the body when the body is under such stress and such strain until instead of sweat uh, alone, it will be blood and sweat mingled together. And so he was under this great pressure as a man. Why? He knew he had to develop and make a way for all men to be clean. 
Can you imagine the same people that shouted at him before as we heard Bishop preach the other day, Hosanna, Hosanna, are now saying, give us Barabbas, kill Jesus, give us Barabbas, give us the, 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 the outlaw, but we want Jesus to hang. Amen. We find that, that one can easily understand without difficulty the depravity of Herod and the animosity of the Pharisees and the revengeful nature of Ananias and, and Caiaphas and, and the cowardly indifference of Pilate. Amen. But who would have ever thought about Judas, a, a, a brother, a friend, a disciple that would betray him with the kiss. Can you imagine the feeling and the emotion, the mocking, the beating, the suffering? Why? Jesus was working on a cleansing agent. Jesus subjected himself to indescribable torture. Why? Because he wanted to take those that have hearts that are black and make them clean. Why did he go through all of this? The early Roman historian wrote about the crucifixion and things around it. He said, all around were horrified to see that as his back was being whipped with the scourge, amen, that, that his very blood veins would be laid bare and the inner muscles and sinews and even his bowels were exposed at the beating. This is not a beautiful sight. You will find that Calvary was not Beautiful at all. Matter of fact, the writer of Isaiah prophesied and said that there would be no comeliness that we would want him. There would be nothing that attracted us. He also prophesied and said that, that the Messiah would give his back to the smiters and his cheek to them that pluck off the hair. And he said, I will not hide my face from shame and spitting. What is he doing? He's getting ready to put together the greatest agent of cleansing that there ever was. Calvary was not beautiful. There was no justice there. There was no fairness there. There was no proof or no evidence there that he was guilty of anything that they had accused him of. He had no rights afforded him. Amen. There are people today that want dignity and honor. He gave them all up. Amen. He surrendered to the humiliation of the cross. He surrendered to the hurt and the pain of the cross. But it was for a reason. Our Lord and Savior came to walk on this earth to live and die to be crucified to bear, be buried and rise again on the third day why so you can have a better life no so that everything in your life will go smooth no to make sure that you had what you want drive the right kind of car no he wanted you to take the, the sin that had blackened your soul and turn it every way but a loose and say I don't want to give you a better life I want to give you a new life It was his humiliation on the cross, his death, his burial and resurrection that paved the way for there to be a cleansing. But the agent of that cleansing was his blood. The agent, when they sung a while ago, one drop of blood. They were talking not just about the physical properties of his blood alone, but that there was something that was put together with the lamb being spotless and his blood was spotless. That there had to be an offering for the sins of man. Oh, he was come to be our redeemer, but he was come to not just simply give you a better life. He wanted to give you a new life. 
First Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 says, for as much as we know that we are not redeemed, we have not been brought back with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations. Amen. I want to tell you, you can't buy your way to get this cleansing. You cannot live in such a way that you're good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, holy enough, righteous enough to get your way into this place of cleansing. It takes a redeemer. Amen. And he went on to say in verse 19, but we have been redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. The message of the gospel is based on life and life is based on the blood. Woven throughout the fabric of the word of God is a scarlet thread message that holds the promise of cleansing and redemption. Amen. From the Garden of Eden to Noah's sneaky ark. Amen. From the plains of Mamre of Abraham's altar or the wells of Isaac or Jacob's ladder, you will find that there was an intent and that was redemption. The heartbeat of heaven is redemption. This book is about redemption. This book is about salvation. This book is about the Lord saying, I'll take what is broken. I'm not just going to remodel you. I'm going to make you new. The Bible tells us, Deuteronomy says, that the blood is the life. Deuteronomy tells us that. Leviticus tells us in 1711 that the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. So in 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 Old Testament, the blood was offered in lamb sacrifices to roll their sins ahead, but it was not the cleansing agent. It was just simply postponing the inevitable. Amen. Let me just tell you today that we all are a part of Adam's race. It doesn't matter what color we are. It doesn't matter what our nationality is. We are all a part of this because we all have a common thing called blood. Take blood out of people and they die. You cut a black man and he bleeds red. You cut a white man and he bleeds red. You cut a, a, an, a, an Asian, they'll bleed red. A Hispanic will be, we all are common by blood because in the blood is life. But we received a blood poison from Adam and Eve when they have sinned. We received a blood poison if you please. The psalmist said in sin did my mother conceive me. We are not born into this world as just perfect little beings. There's a sin nature. There's a blood issue. The blood is tainted if you please because of sin. Mankind then needs a cleansing agent to take that sin and wash it. Otherwise we're like us trying to clean the top of our RV. We're just smearing. We're just going through the process. We're busy doing something but the end result is still dirt. The body and the blood of Jesus is the atoning answer for sin. The blood is still the cleansing 
agent. It doesn't make sense to me. But if somebody thought about using ketchup to clean silver, well, I want to tell you, I have found that I've got proof in the blood of Jesus Christ will clean your soul. It'll clean your soul. It'll clean you out if you will receive him by faith. Hallelujah. I love what the old firebrand Billy Sunday, the preacher Billy Sunday stated about this. Quote, Jesus gave his life on the cross for any who will believe. We're not redeemed by silver or gold. Jesus paid for it with his blood. When someone tells you that your religion is a bloody religion and the Bible is a bloody book, you tell them, yes, Christianity is a bloody religion. The gospel is a bloody gospel. The Bible is a bloody book. The plan of redemption is bloody. Take the blood of Jesus Christ out of Christianity and the book isn't worth the paper he said that it is written on. It would be worth no more than your body when you take the blood out. Take the blood of Jesus out, he said, and it would be meaningless jargon jumbled up of words, unquote. I want to tell you today, I know that our world looks for a nice, cushy way. I know our world looks for soft snowflake answers and and bubble-wrapped answers, but there's only one answer for the sin-sick soul, and that's Jesus Christ. Matthew 26 and 28, Jesus said, for this is my blood, of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission, uh, for shed for many for the remission of sins. What is he saying? My blood is going to be what cleanses you. My blood is going to remit what is in your heart. John the Baptist first introduces Christ in this way. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. What was he saying? This is the sacrifice. This is the one who has the redemptive plan, salvation's plan, and it involves a lamb, and it involves a sacrifice, a spotless lamb, a worthy lamb, a man that, that had to be examined. And if you've been studying your, your, your Passion Week devotional, you would understand that Jesus came into uh, Jerusalem, and he didn't just come in one day, was crucified the next, but they brought him in to be examined. He was examined by Caiaphas, the high priest. He was examined by Pilate. He was examined by Herod. He was sent from one to another. What were they doing? They were looking at the lamb. Is there anything wrong with him? And it was Pilate that stood and said, I find no fault in him at all. He's not guilty of anything you said. There's nothing wrong with him, but you have a custom. Amen, that I release unto you someone at this time. And they said, give us Barabbas. Oh, they did not know what they did. They were doing. They didn't understand what they were doing. But they were setting up God's plan for the ultimate cleanser. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I'm not a doctor. I've never played a doctor on TV. I don't pretend to be a, pretend to, be a doctor to my family. I'm, not, I'm just, but I read this and I studied this. Can I share with you a little about the blood? The normal human body has five quarts of blood. And it's completely dependent upon the circulation of the fluid known as blood for its life. Simply stated, 
The blood consists of liquid, is a liquid vehicle consisting with a thing called plasma. Plasma. The solid part of blood consists mainly of three kinds of cells. These cells are known as platelets. They're thin, transparent cells whose total function is still quite obscure. You see, doctors have dissected the blood, they've looked at the blood, yet they still cannot figure it totally out. The red cells are the erythrocytes in the concentration of about 5 million cells per cubic millimeter. These are cells which carry the fuel to the tissues in the form of combined oxygen which give the blood its red color. There are also white cells or leukocytes of which there are several kinds. White cells have to do primarily with the defense of the body in combating infection. Other elements in the solution provide for the clotting of the blood when an artery or vein is severed and the antibodies prevent disease. The red cells are minute disc-shaped cells containing a mysterious substance called hemoglobin, an iron compound which has an affinity for oxygen, a fuel for the body. These red cells traveling through the lungs come in contact with the oxygen in the air. We breathe and unite loosely with it to form oxyhemoglobin. In that form, they travel to all cells and there discharge their little cargo to the cells, thus providing it with the vital oxygen for combustion and heat. Then the blood picks up the waste products of the tissue, the carbon dioxide, and the waste of the tissue metabolism, which we may call cell garbage and discharges this through the kidneys, the skin, the bowels, and the lungs, and then refills uh, with a load of oxygen and repeats the entire cycle again, taking 23 seconds for one trip to take life and repel and remove garbage all at the same time. So we find that the blood brings with it the connection of oxygen that brings life and it goes through and picks up the garbage. So the, the food is carried to the tissues by the blood in the same vehicle that the garbage is carried off, yet it is never contaminated. Imagine it like this. Imagine that the Rumpke truck brings you your JC's food, amen, in its truck, on its back, unpackaged. Am I getting it to you? That's the way the blood does. The blood goes into the lungs and it creates a connection with the oxygen and then it takes that oxygen back through the body and brings life, amen, to that body and at the same time goes in and collects the garbage and brings it back through the kidneys, through the lungs and through the skin and various other ways to get it out. I want to tell you today that the blood of Jesus wants to come into your life and he wants to go through your life and he not only wants to bring life to you and bring strength to you and bring... Somebody ought to preach with me today because the blood has got to get connected with the oxygen. And Jesus said, I breathe upon you, receive ye the Holy Ghost. So when the blood gets connected with the Holy Ghost, it begins to come through your life and brings life. Woo! But not only brings you life, it takes out the contaminants. 
So when we say the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, amen, his son cleanses us from all sin, it is a spiritual concoction that when it comes in contact with your life, uh, amen, it'll change your world. Uh, it'll make, I've watched it. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen people that were on the verge of suicide and their life completely begin turned around. Uh, I talked to a man that told me, amen, I worked with him years ago. He said, I just passed uh, my 20 year mark uh, of being free from cocaine. Amen, it wasn't just that he had a treatment, he had a cleansing. He had a cleansing in his life. So the blood not only cleans, but it brings nourishment as well. Not only cleans, but it brings food as well. The white cells are somewhat larger than the red cells, but fewer in number. However, the number of these white cells may be very, very rapidly increased in the case of emergency. 7,000 normal count may be called the regular standing army of the bloodstream. When an infection occurs anywhere in the body, the body is attacked by the enemy army known as germs. The news flashes throughout the camp of the body and the white cells are manufactured and immediately the organs turns out a great increase number of these white cells that rush to the point of the infectious attack. These white cells are the soldiers of the body. They are the power that has come to kill the germs and engulf the germs. When you pick your finger and infection starts, you will notice the swelling around the wound. This swelling is an indication that the army of white cells is doing battle against the infection and bacteria that is causing the infection. The blood will produce enough, listen to this, white cells to successfully wage battle against the enemy known as infection. So not only does the blood bring me nourishment to my body and take out the toxins, it has a standing guard. It has an army to stand guard so that when it is necessary, when there is an attack from the outside, when there is an infection, or when there comes the enemy against it, the body, that white cell begin to increase and will come and do battle with the infection. Ooh. No wonder we sing this power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. And if you walk away from the blood, you're walking away from not only cleansing, you're walking away from nourishment. You're walking away from the protection. You're walking away, hallelujah, don't walk away from the blood of Jesus, but stand, stand, stand. Let yourself be covered by the atoning blood of the Lord. Accept him today as being the only one that can save you. Get connected through him and his name in baptism. Hallelujah you be filled with his spirit and watch the combination of the blood and the spirit work in your life. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Can I tell you quickly? Let me share with this with you quickly. Do a study of every major religion every major religion. And you will find that every major religion has a way of salvation. 
Now, to some, that's reincarnation. Oh, I'm not choosing that path. I'm not coming back as a horse or a cow or wildebeest. But even in that, you have to earn your way through continual reincarnation to get better and better. So if you got reincarnated from a man to a wildebeest, there's something wrong with you. So you got to live your life as a wildebeest to get better to get back to be a man. Study Islam. Study Islam and you will find that they have a plan of salvation. But everything is best based on their good works. Everything is based on their good works. Why is Islam the fastest growing religion in the whole world, they say? Because it is the religion that is coerced. You'd be a convert too if you got a bullet pointed in you and say, accept Islam. Can I get an amen here? Am I, am I, am I, am I off the mark here? But you begin to study every major religion, save, save the gospel of Jesus Christ has a way that people have to make their way to their salvation. But in God's plan of the gospel, he said, I am the agent. I am the savior. Not your good works, not reincarnation, not karma. It is me. That's why the devil hates the name of Jesus. That's why the devil can't stand the blood of Jesus. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Have you ever heard the old church mothers and fathers say, we need to plead the blood about this? Anybody ever heard that? I saw a big argument on a preacher's Facebook post uh, group or whatever, arguing about if it's biblical to plead the blood. I want the blood on everything. And if, that, if that's what it means is that I'm going to put the blood, I'm, I'm declaring. If I stand before a judge, I plead my cause. Guilty, innocent. How about in your life, let's just simply say, I know I'm guilty, but I plead the blood. I, I, I know I've got a battle, but I plead the blood. I, I know, I know that I need uh, some cleansing, so I just plead the I want the blood of Jesus to be in my life. Several years ago in Libby's restaurant in Austin, Texas, there was a madman walked into the restaurant and just started walking down the line. If you've never, never knew what a, a Libby's is, a Libby's is like a Morrison's. It's a cafe style. You go through and you get your plate and your, this plate. And so he walked through the line and just started blowing people away with a pistol. He, and, and, and he went to this person and shot him and killed him, shot him and killed him. Went to this young black lady, pointed his gun at her, and then didn't shoot her. And went to the next one and shot her. And so they asked her afterwards, why did he skip you? And this is what she said. She said, my mom was a believer in Jesus. I'm away from God, but my mom always taught me that if I got into trouble, that if I would plead the blood of Jesus, that he'd step in. And so when that man took the gun and pointed at her head, she said, I plead the blood of Jesus. You can believe it as a fluke. You can believe it as something, but I've watched it in my own life. I've got a problem I can't handle. I plead the blood of Jesus. I'm getting the agent out. I'm squirting. Amen. I'm going to make sure the blood is applied. 
If you've got a problem you cannot overcome, you need the cleansing agent of Jesus Christ. If you've got a trouble that you cannot overcome, you need Jesus and his power. Let me share with you some book, some Bible. Revelation 1, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Do you understand that this is a principle, a spiritual principle? It's not that we take literal blood of some whatever. It's not that his blood is there physically, tangibly, though it was at the point of Calvary, there, real blood. But it conquered a spiritual law. Because he paid the price for your sin and for mine. And then he washed it in his blood. Let me take it one step further. Acts 20 and 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. So we understand Revelation 1 and 5 tells us that we're washed in the blood of Christ. Acts 20 and 28 tells us that we're purchased with the blood of God. So you tell me, what was the blood? It was untainted blood. It was not like the blood that you and I have. It was spotless blood. It wasn't contaminated by Adam's sin. It wasn't contaminated by Eve's sin. It wasn't contaminated by grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle and Sally and Sue. But it was perfect blood. It was spotless blood. So that it could re- redeem everyone. Let me show you a few, a few more scriptures. First Peter 1 and 18. For as much as you know that you're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold and from your vain conversation received from the traditions of your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb. Without blemish and without spot. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. To the praise and glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I want to stop there. I'd love to preach an entire message. Y'all got time for another message and then me get back to this one? Accepted in the beloved. I don't care who you are. If you were that person that was standing on the fence when everybody had been gotten picked at kickball and you're the last one and nobody wanted you. If you're in the blood of Jesus Christ, if you have been cleansed by the blood, you're accepted. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you've done it with, where, where, what, when, what, how. He says, you're accepted. I accept you. I accept you. You don't feel qualified. You don't feel like you can do anything right. Everybody tells you how bad you are and what horrible mess you've made of your life. Amen. If you'll get covered by the blood of Jesus, you could say, but I am accepted. I I may not be accepted in society. I may not be accepted in my family, but I am accepted in the beloved. He accepts me. He accepts me. He welcomes me. Mm. Praise be to God. Ephesians 1 Seven, 
in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his glory. I could go on and on, read you scripture after scripture, scripture that talks about that we're made nigh to the Lord by the blood of Christ. We've made peace by the blood of his cross. We're in the right standing because of him, amen, because of his blood. We're sanctified by his blood. But I want to show you something from Hebrews 9 and 11. Hebrews 9 and 11. For Christ, but Christ being come, a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. For those of you on Tuesday night, you'll make the correlation here. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once, somebody say once, into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying the flesh, if what they did in the Old Testament was successful in its point, then he says in verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serving the living God. If we walk in sync with Christ, if we walk in progressive obedience with Christ, if we are in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with our brothers and we will have the blood of Jesus cleansing us from all sin. Stand with me, please. Your sin, my sin, needs a cleansing. Fantastic won't do it. I like WD-40. You know WD-40 is a great lawnmower cleaner? It'll clean your lawnmower up really good. Do nothing for your soul. Soap and water, good intentions. I won't preach about this one day, but you remember the story of the man that was possessed with the devil in the Gadarenes? Jesus went across, and when he met him, the, the man was in the madman living in the graveyard. To, I mean, this is a this is a this is a nightmare of a story. Living in the great yard, graveyard. And the Bible says that the people of the city tried to chain him. And the chains couldn't do it. But it also said that he cut himself. He cut himself. To me, this is a picture of our society today. We have people, what makes that person go and do that? Why are they doing that? What, what drives them? What is it? What is it? And while we're debating over whether it's this law, that law, this thing, or that thing, we're missing the point. The laws, the chains, 
were fruitless to save him. I don't care what legislation you make. There's going to be people that do bad things. Because the law cannot save you. It just merely points you to the way of what's right or wrong in the society. So they tried to change it. But look at this. He hated himself so much that he cut himself. I don't like who I am. I don't like what I am. I don't like... And so we are living in a world today where people are trying to change their, their person, their identity, their personality because they don't like who they are. But when Jesus stepped upon the scene, the Bible says that he called the spirits out of the man. And what the law couldn't do, what self-mutilation couldn't do, Jesus did like that. Like that. Hallelujah. Today, I want to tell you that he loves you. I want to tell you that he wants you clean. I love you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, today. Hallelujah. Would you lift up your heart to the Lord and pray right where you are? Would you begin to pray? Ask the Lord to touch you today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, God, I pray for a moving of your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, that people will see their need. If they are, are living in a, 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 a life where, where sin, Lord Jesus, is black as it can be. Their world is in darkness. They may live, Lord, in a way where people think that everything's okay, but they want to be clean. Oh, Lord Jesus, let your word touch them today. Hallelujah. Let them see this cleansing. This cleansing, this once and for all type of a cleansing. This continual cleansing. Lord, this cohesive cleansing today. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. They're going to sing a song. And, 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 and I know it's Easter Sunday. And I, I know that we've got plans and you got plans. And what about plans for your soul? Are you ready today? Are you ready should the Lord come? If I was an unsaved person and I watched the news, I'd be shaking in my boots. Let me say it again. If I was an unsaved person and I watched the news and I see what is going on, amen, I see revelation coming, fulfilled. I'm going to run to Jesus. He's my refuge. He's my strength. If you need the Lord today, you want to pray when you come. Amen. Would you come to this altar and just say, I'm going to pray for a little while. I'm going to talk to the Lord for a little while today. Would you step out and come? They're going to sing a song and, 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 and we will get you on your way in just a little bit. But if you need to get right with the Lord, there's a thing called repentance. And let's change in your mind and your heart and say, oh Lord, would you, would you put me on the right direction? In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.